Welcome to episode 156 of the Australia versus England podcast. I mean, wait, no, we're better with running. I'm um, sorry, where am I? Um, hey, my name's Chris Armstrong. I'm a Run to PV coach. And as always, I'm joined by my good mate, fellow Run to PV coach, Zach Newman. Not from home, but Zach is coming to us live from Stadium Australia tonight. How are things, mate? It's uh, the crowd is building, mate. It's uh, yeah, very exciting. <laughs> it looks very full in the Zoom background. <laughs> We obviously have this thing that uh, which we've talked about in the past, which doesn't make any sense for a podcast. <laughs> Every, whenever we're on Zoom, I usually just throw Chris over out with a, a random uh, Zoom background. And today I'm uh, I've found a Stadium Australia, uh, yeah, Stadium Australia backdrop. And uh, Chris, I thought I was in the stands. That I uh, wish I, I really wish I was. But it's funny. It's uh, it's it's a good thing we don't put go out live and just do a podcast at this time because I reckon we'd get um, zero viewers at 8 o'clock. <laughs> recording at 7.30 to 8 o'clock. Like, well, maybe we can get uh, half an hour out and then uh, people would just go, yeah, all right, we're going to watch football now. I reckon, um, no, no, I reckon we'd get James Telf. Telf would be in the chat. Telf might be the only person listening yeah. to us. He's a big fan. He would never miss us. <laughs> He's a big soccer fan, I think. So. Oh, no. Well, I'll tell you what, if Telf didn't turn, we'd be, yeah. okay. <laughs> But uh, we are all, it's, yeah, it's, it's football fever, isn't it? Taking over oh. uh, the the sporting landscape in Australia. So it's very cool. Did you, you obviously watch, I think we were messaging each other. Mm. Um, we were watching the penalty shootout live and sort of going backwards and forwards um, in the <laughs> chat. And I felt like I was running a threshy. Like the whole heart rate was absolutely pounding. I was sweaty. Matt, oh, Matt was saying, uh, I had Mattress in another group, he was saying he was going to upload it to Strava as a workout. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I felt oh. like in a session in the morning, I was like, this is harder than the earlier session. Oh, mate, <laughs> I, this is up and about too. Like just the nervous energy was, um, yeah. look, go, go Tillies. Um, go absolutely tillies pumped indeed, for the yeah. game tonight. So I know we don't necessarily go in as favourites, but it'd be great to, to beat the English um, again. So good. Wouldn't it just be yeah, yeah, cherry on top to uh, to to smack up the palms as well? Mm. Especially after we won the Ashes again, and by one I mean we took home the earth. It's all really all that matters. Shout <laughs> out to all the English people listening to say. this who are suddenly shaking their fist and shaking uncontrollably with rage. And quite frankly, I don't mind. Shout out to Sam Sutherland who we, we will um, <laughs> get an early mention in now as we've just berated the palms. He was in our um team run to pp results he was over in in london it's in the london summer 10k and he ran his pb so sam we still um we still love you mate but, we do uh, maybe deeply tonight, uh, but, <laughs> got our but, one eye about aussie yeah but literally not calling it down the line it's just green and gold the whole way <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> yeah. um, uh. And nah, if there if there is a goal scored whilst we're recording tonight, you will absolutely not be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. If, if things just drop off, you'll know. <laughs> yeah, we just tuned out. Just all of a sudden drops out. Come back, lacking on. <laughs> Sorry, we have to pause this. But we uh, have got some running chat, mate. We've got mm, some we do. training updates. Some good mm-hmm. self, big K, few Ks. You were uh, knocked out off the back of Ballarat. Around the grounds, we've we've already mentioned Sam's big run. There was a few others. There was a, a big social post that went out. We'll touch on a couple of those ones. Got a special guest, mate. We've got uh, we do. One, of, one of Brady's charges coming on the on the line, and uh, 
he is he's got an interest. I think it's sparked both of our interests is what he does as a day job. So we're gonna dig into that. We're gonna go a bit nuffy mode on that. Um mm-hmm. his role um outside of running, but we're gonna hear about his journey as well. We will. It's probably one of those ones where um I want to hit him more on his job and what he does and find all the nitty-gritty details about that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, it's okay. I'm looking forward to catching up with him. He sounds like a top bloke as well. And also a TikTok enthusiast. He is. Yes. Might have to get some tips off uh, off our man. And also something came across our desk from uh, our good friends at the Canadian Running News that we might have to touch on as well. Mate, I, I think for those regular listeners, when – when we say that we've got something from Canadian <laughs> Running Magazine, you can rest assured that it is some of the best stuff that you have um, had the had the pleasure of listening to. So, looking forward to ripping that one apart too later on. Surprised people, uh, surprised the IT guys at work haven't um, pulled me up and blocked me from that website. Oh, <laughs> it's like a suspicious website. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. just waiting for it to happen at work with Final Surge. But, um, no, so far so good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you, you can still access it on your mobile as well, I guess. Yeah, no, it's just a handy on, on the work easy. laptop just to be able to... Just, <laughs> just have another tab open. Yeah, just have another tab open. Just have a quick look in, in between appointments. Um, yeah. uh, Trading, mate, you've uh, mm. knocked out 88Ks off the back of Ballarat. How's the body mm. feel? Yeah, tired. <laughs> um, but that's more due to um, busy work and not enough sleep. But I, you know what? This is... It feels weird saying it. I don't want to jump the gun because I usually say these things and end up burnt out and injured and all that sort of crap. But I actually feel really good. Um, coming off the back of Ballarat, I was tired and there was fatigue in the legs, but nothing, um, what's the right way to say it? I suppose nothing hurt. There was fatigue and could definitely, there was no pop in the legs, like certainly not capable of doing a session through to Wednesday and even Thursday. I just still had a sense of fatigue and I think it wasn't so much from the race but more a bit of sort of work-life balance stress that was causing that. So Mm. as we got into the second half of the week, I reckon I probably made the decision early on that um, by the time sort of Thursday morning had rolled around, I just said to Anna, look, hey, um, not really feeling it at the moment in terms of absolutely pushing myself that hard like doing a, a hard session for myself because Andy had sort of set three by three K um, which I'm going to do tomorrow but I just mentally I don't think I was really up for that last week so I said to Anna because it was her last big week of training ahead of the Shep half marathon and um, just really wanted to I guess be a really good training partner for her and, and help push her along in the sessions and yeah just be I guess as supportive as I could so um jumped in with her session on the thursday and we did eight by 400 into oh, with a 200 float into a 15 minute threshy and it was just a it was a wet and windy morning so um it was good just to be able to get in there provide a bit of assistance and i guess sort of mentally break it up a little bit uh for Anna. And she, like yeah i'm looking at the maps obviously not on the track as you don't know <laughs> unfortunately you can't get on an athletics track that is designed for people to run on no not in Shepparton. no that's frowned upon um no, unless you're a school group or you have lots yeah. of money to be able to pay for access so um yeah so now we're on our um blue collar um bitumen Bad track yeah. um around kyle lakes it's 5k 
and it's free to use. Um, we're currently working on getting a permit, so we have sole access of the roads. <laughs> Nor is your name for a discount to get on that. Yeah, no, um, use code Chris to yeah. um, offend council and not get any discount. Probably get your rates increased um, if you do that. <laughs> um, that's a different story. But no, I got in there and Anna ran a really good, strong session. She was pretty tired. She's had a, a big week with work and um, and all that sort of stuff. So full credit to her um, knocking that one out because um, the challenge for her and that I'd sort of said it was that we're going to go again on the Saturday and and do another sort of long run session. And we ended up, so for her, we did 24K, 12K easy into 3 by 3K at threshold with a K mm. um, recovery. So. Yeah, like we were sort of aiming for, I guess, around that 410 to 415 pace with 3K efforts. And then the K jog was meant to be a jog, but it was probably closer to a float, if we're being honest. Yeah. yeah um, but yeah, she was pretty tired at the end of that. Ended up being 24K across the long run at 435, yeah. which is yeah. pretty solid. I mean, that's not too far away from um, Anna's PB marathon pace. So. Yeah, I think by the end of that, we were both pretty tired and it was good that last, that last <laughs> at the cut. end there and the warm down. Yeah, it was a very gentle cool down. I think it was a, it was a 1K um, trot <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, on the way back. So, yeah, just very much a shuffle. But once again, she did a great job. Um, you know, the thing, the thing I really admire about Anna is it doesn't really matter what sort of session or how shit the weather is or what sort of work she's been um she just has this ability to push it all aside and she never complains she never whinges she never groans like it's just um we're either laughing and talking absolute rubbish as if we're 10 or 12 years old or it's um you know if it's a session when we're working she just wants to get in there and, and take the challenge on um you know as someone who was probably feeling a little bit tired in saying that it was actually really cool mm -hmm. um very motivating and certainly um I put me in my place very quick. Like I'm not going to whinge that I'm tired, and she's absolutely working a bum off. So, yeah, it's pretty. Five thirty a.m. start, yeah, on a Saturday. Five thirty, <laughs> um, yeah, big Saturdays are always. You don't wake anyone up at five thirty. Uh, not anyone that's come out and complained to my face. There might have been the odd sense of light we've tripped or dog that we've woken up, and probably the people that live in those houses are a little bit grumpy, but. Haven't been confronted as yet. I've got something to put to you a bit later about mm. that. No, I look forward to that. I'm thankful that the people of Kyala are mostly fairly placid and laid back. Yeah, mostly. They respect the, the king and the queen of uh, Kyala. <laughs> that they do. Either that or they, we're completely irrelevant. We're not even working. Get to those guns, mate, from last week. Well, hey, um, if anyone's after some tips, no, yours funny. I'm well aware that most of the runs PB running community are currently taking the piss out of me because my arms are painted <laughs> off. Let, let's be honest, I'm not gracing any magazine covers. And um, lo and behold, here we are. Is it, I mean, it's nice that people listen to the podcast um, and, and we get some, some feedback. I don't know. Yeah, it has some feedback. Um, not sure if you may have seen this on the Stravas over the sort of around this time like well not this time last week because we we're recording but the next day and it's just good that you know hey people are out there listening liam beecroft liam friend of the show love liam um <laughs> he of the very dry sense of humor love him to bits mm. august the 11th mate liam was doing a bit of hot mat pilates uh, oh 
Yes. So he is a man who loves his gym work and um, was taking a bit of hot mat Pilates and he's, he's put it up on Strava and the comment was inspired. He put it up as an activity. He did, 44 okay. minutes. Did you give 44 him a minutes. I did, I did, but it was mainly for the comment because he tagged me in it. Um, he was inspired by those Pilates pipes um, and tagged me in. Um, yeah, wow. And, um, like, yeah, yeah, so I finished that off. Right. And then um, I'm not sure. I reckon I've given him, been given a bit of a drive-by in the comments on his <laughs> on his Pilates thing. Yeah, Tess Marks, who's a good friend of, of Lamb's and a very well credentialed runner as well. She's written in a comment like, "Damn, who's he?" Um, <laughs> and oh, Liam, yeah, like I'm like, oh, so that's a bit bit harsh, but that's okay. I'm like, I'm a nobody, but that's fine. <laughs> um, and then Lamb's coming up underneath, written, "I hate what I've become." Like, <laughs> Mate, <laughs> you're a runner. We love runners. We yeah. celebrate running. You know, you're one of us now, and it's cool. But don't Liam. feel bad about it. Embrace it. It's no, okay. Liam, Liam is due for a um another. I'd love to have him back chat, on another chat, and we might need to um just straighten him up a bit. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm struggling to cope with all these drive-bys from the community at the moment. I just a bit of support would be real cool in these hard, <laughs> challenging times. Like it's hard to have biceps, and um, you know, unfortunately, I've been blessed with them, and that's you know, it's a big burden to carry. But right. that's that's okay. I would love them down the gym right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, just on the Pilates, just take yeah, hey. back to Monday, the Monday loop. You. Um, mm. Had a great picture in there. So it's yeah. a studio. That's, that's so open. that's it open. is, it is. So Anna's new business. So um Anna give it a plug. Give it a plug. So Anna has or was um working at a local establishment here and unfortunately they went bankrupt, um, which was very unexpected and um left Anna in a bit of a loss to what she was gonna do for future employment. So um she's been working feverishly away and she's um doing her own my therapy and she just opened up a new pilates business with um two of her fellow colleagues um unite studio and yeah they started trading last week so um yeah like it's it's incredible you know another i'm biased because anna's one of my best friends but yeah it's been pretty cool to see how you know she's been running her own myotherapy business and in the process of getting um, the Pilates business up and running and running her two kids around all the different sports they play in school and also fit sort of six, seven hours of running in a week as well. Um, yeah, I just think it's, it's bloody incredible. But got to go to a couple of classes last week and absolutely loved it. I know it's hard to take what I say seriously because I'm going to say it's good no matter what, but it, it was it was really cool. Um, yeah, I guess um, forty-eight Harold Street. Yeah. Forty-eight Harold Street. Um, for those that are local to Shepherd, it's in the old the um hot yoga studio, or the old hot yoga studio. So if we want to do hot Pilates, we could literally <laughs> put heater lights on and um and give it a whirl. But no, it's really cool um just to see what they've done with the space. They've completely yeah. transformed it, and it looks um it looks incredible. Um, yeah, yeah, it's nice. I know a lot of I know a lot of runners. Um, is it a lease, lease at Big in Melbourne um, with the Matt Pilates and that sort of thing? Um, but, yeah, we get to use the, the reformers, um, which I swear by. I reckon they're fantastic just for, I guess, your overall, um, any muscle imbalances or anything like that, good for correcting those and very good for your core or sort of core strength and, and lots of those little muscles that don't typically 
you know, we go to the gym, we tend to work those big muscle groups. Well, Pilates sort of gets into those little ones as well, um, which I'm a big fan of. So, yeah. I know I've requested it a few times, Chris, though, but we need to get Anna on for a bit of a chat about not just her running, but uh, a bit of Pilates chat. Uh, I'm just looking at a website, there's, uh, there's a number of different class types, beginner mm -hmm. reformer, pregnancy, postnatal, some focus on you, some semi-supervised studio time you can get in there and um, do your thing. So, yeah. Pretty cool, mate. We'll put the link in the, the show notes because if there is any any locals uh, listening they that don't know about uh, New Night Studio, they can uh, jump on board. No, we'll pop that in on short and it will be most appreciative. She's almost like our unofficial co-host. She gets a mention she every is. week, but she yeah. hasn't been on yet. So <laughs> I'll continue to, to chip away. Maybe post Shepard and might be able to twist her arm again and see how we go. Sounds good. What about nice yourself, mate? What about you? You've had a, you've been back into it. Taser building up. There's some faster running. I reckon I saw a session pop up on the weekend too that looked pretty good. Yeah, it's um been a bit of a roller coaster of a week to be honest because had the momentum of last week of what did I do? I remember I hit the 78k or no, was it that much? Yeah, I think it was. It was something. Yeah, 77 and a half k, and I sort of was uh, obviously get got into the gym and uh yeah got things going and i was just this and this achilles it's, it's an ongoing thing and and obviously with dane and in the background we've been sort of mapping out program and sort of tweaking things on the fly as to you know pull back a little bit on this run you know instead of doing 50 to 40 and 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 just take it day by day because there's a little bit of rehab i'm doing just to to keep it at bay and i and obviously getting into the gym and doing all the exercises probably loaded it up as much as I've loaded up my body in the last few years in, in terms of just specific work on the Achilles and calves and quads and, and the legs. So throw in the runs and by Friday, I actually felt really good. You know, as, as good as I felt walking around, Achilles had really settled, calves were good. Did a workout, actually had the Friday off, so kind of going to... And it might be where I land is that just with my body these days, that maybe six days is the sweet spot and uh, mm -hmm. having that day to, to, you know, and whether I can top up fitness on, I don't need, traditionally I actually don't need a lot of mileage. Like I was never a huge mileage. So it could be with a, with an aging body, the way to just keep myself on the park is to be on six days or, every three weeks go to six, you know, or, you know, so anyway, we're working through that, but by Friday, I was like, yeah, I'm actually keen for this session. I'm you know, feeling good. This is walking around, but more mobile and yeah, hit it. Uh, had an eight, seven, six session. So minutes actually was, um, did a warm up with Kiwi, Kiwi Steve and Al. And uh, it was mainly just, football chats in the night before because Al was a, a mad Collingwood supporter and he was fuming about the um, umpire. So, you know, when you just do this warm up, you, you, you got a session and you're not even thinking about the session at all, which was good. Mm -hmm. It was like, cool. We're just having a chat, having a laugh. And then, oh, okay, I'm going to actually do a workout now. I think Al was still going on about so <laughs> getting just... his head rolling down Swanson Street or something. <laughs> <laughs> Had me laughing through the session there. Oh. Uh, fired up he was, even though they won. 
<laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, eight, seven, six off. I was trying to kind of sit in because I'm on one session. Like, I don't need to be, I can go a little bit quicker than threshold. Uh, my, my threshold is all over the shop because I'm just not doing work. But I sort of thought I'd sit in about where I'm at over 10K to 15K. So more on effort. And it was, yeah, eight minutes and then a two-minute recovery into seven minutes and then a one-minute into six minutes. And the six stars breaking up to just to try and get that turnover again on like that two-on-one two off. So a bit of work on this, I suppose, more speed endurance, I guess, or getting used to working in tired legs, maybe trying to get that, find that gear and felt good. And eight minute was, I did, I had it continuous. So I wasn't knowing the actual splits. So I'm just bringing it up. But uh, I think like I, I knew I felt like I was pretty solid because it was a 338 first K, which is sort of like, okay, that felt manageable and, I think overall the session was I kind of held that through the seven and then on the six tried to push it down a bit, but 352 average for the whole workout. And you know, that's a significantly better than probably where I've been in these, you know, 20 plus 25 minute workouts. So felt good. I think towards the end, I was fatiguing a bit in the Achilles and in the warm down, it was. I could feel it. I thought, yeah, I might have just I wore the alphas. And I don't know. I don't know if it's sort of for that quicker stuff and maybe the couple of turns, just maybe it's not that stable. So I'm thinking I've used the rebellion pros going forward for workouts. I don't know if it's for marathon workouts, I think it's they're great, but I think maybe for the shorter things for me and, and where I'm at, alphas might be a bit too aggressive. You just so, feel a bit more stability with it. Yeah, with yeah. I was chatting to Dane about. It. He's like, "Yeah, get get on the. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe I'll look again some vapors. Um, I mean, I've got a couple of rebellion pros that are on the go, so I'll keep keep pushing with those. And but yeah, it just might be where I'm at at the moment. Because yeah, it was fatigued in the warm up, uh, warm down, and then through the rest of the day, it was just a little bit niggly after and i thought yeah, okay i'm just so i talk about those roller coasters because by when i finished the session i was like oh this this actually feels good i feel like i'm making progress and then warming down it's like oh, fuck, yeah maybe i haven't i might have just pushed it over the edge a little bit or yeah it's it's one of those things you just you don't know until you done the workout <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's, that's, it. that's particularly it particularly if it feels good during it yeah 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 i didn't feel it during it mm -hmm. And it's the end of the week, well, not the end of the week, but it's it's been a week of loading, been a week of different exercise, been a week of like strength work. So a bit of that comes into play. So yeah, Saturday Arvo, um, I ended up going down to the pool, like got a pool nearby. So I was like, I'll oh, get in the gym and then go to the pool and just try and just do a bit of recovery. I was yeah, Dane said, Yeah, get get some get in there and get some heat on it. So I jumped in the sauna. I used to use a sauna a fair bit and I thought, yeah, this is actually good. And it it started to come up pretty good in the in the early evening through the night. I woke up and it was still wasn't quite there. And I was like, hmm. I, I had arranged to meet the crew for a long run and I was arming and arming. I was like, well, oh, do I just push through? And in the end, I I changed it and just did, I, I kept flat and just rolled 50 minutes. And I was still, 
wasn't great early and it got a little bit better and through the day uh, you know, after all, I actually felt better for it it was a line ball I was like mm, do I take the day off or not and it's one of those things when you've got a bit of moment and you don't and you're a little bit stubborn you just don't want to have the day off and so no. would I, did I get any fitter from that 50 minutes possibly not but probably felt better in the head because I was like well I could got something done and did a bit more rehab in the Arvo. And then by Monday, I had actually come pretty good. Like I could feel, you know, walking around a little bit better. And uh, she ended up getting a couple of runs in on that day. And then by Tuesday, it's it was better again. More rehab back in the gym. So I've been hitting, hitting it pretty aggressive in terms of like, let's knock it on the head whilst I've got a bit of momentum of, you know, the fitness coming together and I'm enjoying the change of environment, getting in the gym, doing some stuff in the pool and, and things like that. So by tonight ran tonight being Wednesday. Yeah. It, it pretty much gone, you know? So I feel like I've knocked on the head. How awesome uh, is that? One of those things, like I've got to stay on it. And, and, and Dane is across this. He's like, it's just these, these Achilles, they nag and you just got to keep doing what you're doing. And, there's going to be days where it just regresses a little and then you can, while you're doing the strength work in the background, that the amount of times it regresses will be reduced. And there's some really good signs in that. I feel like from the strength work, it's ability of covering, like there's been a couple of runs early in the week I was covering the ground and so shit. I was just like this. I feel like I'm shuffled. I feel like I'm laboring and I'm carrying it and I'm proppy. And then once I get through that, I actually start to feel good again. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm starting to cover a little bit better. And uh, we're in the Super Blast tonight and they felt really good. Uh, yeah, have you tried the ASIC Super Blast? I haven't, no. Mm. Look up from uh, the guys at the Rain Company, is, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Friend looked after me down there. and uh, Very nice. They uh, got me a pair. They're hard to get hands on. They did an initial drop and then... They went gangbusters, so they've had another release recently. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Between that and the Cloud Monster, they're starting to take over the Cloud Monster for me. That was, Ooh, uh, that's a big call because I know how much you love your Cloud Monsters. I've got eight pairs. I was, like, <laughs> I was down the other day. I'm talking about eight pairs. <laughs> but I'm, I am rotate because I've got a fresh Cloud Monsters and I've got the Super Blast, so I'm swapping between them. And... Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's talk about roller coasters. Yeah, you just sort of you enjoy those runs where you're like, okay, I'm starting. Yeah, it's a little bit niggly, and then you get going into it. It's like, oh, okay, this actually feels good, and yeah. So I'm enjoying the challenge of 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 uh, you know, some different training, some different, well, I guess attacking things a little bit differently and i think it's starting to it, you know it's only two weeks in really doing something quite different mm. and you know I, I like to think in chat today it's like okay let's let's just get like two or five percent better in in four six eight weeks let alone ten even if i can be mobile and stronger by five percent mm. it'll be so much better for me because i seriously don't cover the ground well at all anymore and uh seeing that the changes in the strength is going to help that because I saw 
Tommy sent me some of the video from the Mizuno shoot. <laughs> just, I mean, admittedly, I was really carrying something, but it was the worst I've looked running wise. I was like, yeah, I've got to get my body right because, uh, yeah. yeah, kidding myself. If you just if you want to get back to rolling, you got to look after the uh, the rest of the body. So it's heading in the right direction, mate. No, it's good. I think mean, you you're doing the right stuff as far as like really making that conscious effort to get in into the strength work, and I think. You know, certainly getting in and doing a bit of swimming and hopefully, you know, promoting that good sort of blood flow with the sauna is really going to push things along a bit too. So like, how are you finding it, like, um, energy level-wise? Because, like, that, the time that you're spending in the gym and doing a bit of swimming and all that sort of stuff, like, when you add that to the Ks that you're doing for the week, you're probably spending more time exercising than, than what you normally would have been anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's a good shift. Like, I was... Yeah, it's it's a good shift. It sort of feels like what I used to do when I was actually running well, and I was like mm-hmm. a bit more dialed in. And whilst I've had other priorities of late, and, and like uh, the intensity of the running isn't there, like I'm not doing the two to three workouts a week I was doing, and I'm not doing those harder long long runs. So it actually still feels energy wise not that hard. It's I'm in a routine. Uh, I'm hungry to get in there and do it. So uh, yeah, that's fine. And I can, I can balance it. Well, I've got some systems in place around, you know, work and getting things done beforehand into work and mm. a lot more bloody logistics when you start doing more training, isn't there? More yes. Washing. <laughs> Lots more washing. That's for sure. Um, there's only so much space planning. on the clothes floor. Yeah. Just planning your, ba- yeah, your bags. again. I remember when I used to train more, it was like, some days you've got bloody four changes of the clothes going on. Mm-hmm. You know, you do a morning work, another run, then you another change. It's like, geez, carrying around a bloody suitcase. So you had um had a listener question come through from this morning, actually, because um one of the coldest mornings reported in Melbourne, like all of the year, I'm told. Yeah. Um, we're talking about sort of clothes and, and, you know, layers and all that sort of thing. But the question was... um. Given today's delightful morning has been reported as Melbourne's coldest morning of the year, how many layers would it have taken to get Zaka out this morning? Well, I didn't get out this morning. <laughs> I went into an outdoor pool for a little bit, though, for about five minutes. Yeah, well, that counts. That counts. Um, but that was heated, so it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was, I saw a few, a, a lot of runs going out this morning. It was uh, impressive. Would have needed the double gloves, I reckon. Oh, 100 percent Um well, was, I, I've been scarred because I trained in snow back in, in the, <laughs> so I, once when I did that for a couple of years, I was like, I'm never gonna be cold again on a run. That's no, no PTSD from it. Being cold is really only acceptable in the mm. months, December, oh. January, and February. I don't know how we did it because we'd have snow days. So, so uni, college, no classes. So we like, oh, I'll just go and do, do double <laughs> Yeah, double freshy. And, and it's not on the road because it's like snow day. And mm. uh, <laughs> yeah, mate, you, you don't even get me out when it's uh, yeah, less than 10 degrees. I won't get out the door. Yeah, no. Being cold is definitely overrated. I don't, I mean, it's, it's great. You can go and enjoy cold weather, but that's done with, being properly dressed there's yeah no even cold water therapy ice baths no they get in the bin not interested 
I actually did my session on, I don't even think it was that whole thing back on Saturday, but it's, I mean, for most people, it's, it was definitely shorts weather, but I did even full tights, my workout on that. Saturday, <laughs> long tights. <laughs> Mate, you had long tights up on the Gold Coast. So I'm yeah. totally, I'm fully expecting cold tights. Oh, sorry, um, tights for you till at least November. Yeah, yeah. Some of the guys at the tan sort of have a joke about that, but uh, you know, I won't get out of them until at least. Daylight savings, once daylight savings starts, we can uh, we can start to take a few layers off. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Mate, we got uh, we have got our guest uh, in the lobby, so uh, we'll, we'll let him in and have a bit of a chat. Beautiful, looking forward to this. This week's guest signed up on to run to PB back in December the 9th, 2022, actually at 11.17 p.m. to be exact. I was looking at the the sign up form today and yeah he signed up to be coached by runner bb coach and podcast host enemy from the inside running podcast brady throffle he's he had commenced his running journey during lockdown he was uh just self-described covid runner uh he debuted in a marathon at canberra running a 303 he was looking for a more of a structured approach to, to maybe chase down a, a sub three hour. Fast forward to 2023, he's PB the, the 5K, 1745, 10K, 36, 26. The marathon's down to 254.49. And over the weekend, he sliced off a further minute of his half PB, taking it down to 118.42 at the Sunshine Coast half. Joining us tonight on the Better With Running podcast to hear more about his journey is Benji Hoppet. Welcome to the show, mate. Thanks, Zaka. Thanks for having me on. Uh, that's a nice little pump up there. Good good intro. I've, I've loved that. <laughs> mate, we, uh, we're pumped to, uh, to have you on the show. And, and there's another uh, another string to that because Chris is going to go into it, but we're both cricket nuffies. And we saw mm. uh, in, with our research that you may be involved with cricket at uh, at quite a high level yeah so not playing unfortunately just just a run-of-the-mill staff member but uh yeah yeah that's that's good to hear you guys are cricket nuffies you'll be you'll be right into this one <laughs> absolutely mate and run-of-the-mill staff member let's just park that and put that in the bin because that's completely false um, based on my intel um, i'm a huge cricket fan played played the sport um since i was a kid up until i was about 30 when the hips and the back just went no <laughs> <laughs> um, running in straight lines is the thing that you need to be doing. So um, I want to hear a bit more about this. So I believe you're involved um, as an analyst at Cricket New South Wales and also with the Mumbai Indians. Can you tell us a bit more about what your exact role is and, and what that entails? Because that's pretty impressive company. This isn't doing the scoring um, for the local third grade team. <laughs> like, there's a bit more to this and I think we should unpack this because I'm fascinated. Yeah, nice. Well, um, yeah, my role's a performance analyst, so that's with uh, full-time the New South Wales women's cricket team, uh, as well as the Sydney Sixers in the, the WBBL. Um, so a lot of that is, yeah, sort of looking at looking at video, looking at a lot of numbers, uh, opposition scouting, uh, preview, match review, um, and a, a lot of tracking and training as well. So uh, fortunate to do that, yeah, full-time with Cricket New South Wales and then we all shift into some going to Magenta for the Sixers and some going to Lime Green uh, with the Thunder. And I'm fortunate to be with the Sixers. And um, yeah, it's not something I, I thought I'd do sort of during high school and 
um, just sort of did your run-of-the-mill exercise and sports science uh, degree at uni. I uh, was lucky enough to get an internship in the analysis space uh, with the Giants, the GWS Giants, AFL. Um, that was sort of the end of 2019. Did all, all the work for three or four months through the preseason and learned what I, what I needed to learn to get into the season. Then March 2020, as we know, uh, COVID hit and, and sort of ruined all of those plans. So I was out in the cold for a little bit. Um, and yeah, before you knew it, sort of had a, a casual role in the analysis space with Cooney New South Wales that turned pretty quickly into a full-time role. Uh, I've been there for, for a couple of years now, loving, loving my time. And yeah, the, the Mumbai one was definitely not something on my radar either. So uh, if, if you're not a cricket nuffy, the, the Indian Premier League um, is a pretty lucrative tournament, the most lucrative cricket tournament in the world. Um, loads of cash, big player auctions, players going for, for millions of dollars. And um, I was yeah lucky enough to be involved this year in the, the inaugural women's IPL uh, with, with Mumbai. And we we're lucky enough to, to take out the competition as well. So that was a, a bit of a whirlwind and probably not ideal prep for Boston that I'm sure we'll get into later. But um, yeah, an experience I, I wouldn't take back for the world. Just before we move on to the running, because I know that's actually what we're meant to be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> with with your analysis, mate, so what sort of stuff, like, what are we breaking down here? We sort of, um, like, is it more sort of with your opposition feedback? Is that sort of picking up on scoring zones and where people are going to and when off what sort of bowling and sort of helping putting the, the match tactics together that? Or are we um, sort of correcting more, the, the, I guess, the weaknesses and, and that sort of thing within your own lineup or like how does that actually work what do you what does it drill down to yeah it's a, a bit of all of the above really um so yeah obviously in our in our training space with the new south wales girls it's um yeah a lot of a lot of video in training and, and helping to break down uh you know technically maybe some some of our work ons and and we're fortunate to work on that through the pre-season that we're in at the moment um and yeah as as we get into competition my focus sort of shifts away from us um, and, and more towards the opposition. So, yeah, looking at, at the opposition team as a whole, how are they tracking on certain metrics and then, yeah, drilling down to individual batters and bowlers and, yeah, looking at scoring zones, strengths, weaknesses and what our best matchups might be um, and, and things like that. Nice, mate. If you need a work experience, kid, I reckon you get Chris O. <laughs> copies and uh sounds like he's 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 ready to go mate always after more interns so yeah <laughs> hey um just on that because we're obviously recording the night uh matilda's about to kick off women's sport and you're working on the on the cold face like what is what is the sort of impact that you know even transcending soccer you know transcending women's sport like obviously we're talking about football tonight but or um but cricket and, and the women involved in there, like what does it mean for you being in that uh, that space? Yeah, it's it's so exciting for me. I guess I'm at the forefront in, in sort of two areas. Analysis in cricket is something that's, yeah, sort of been on the rise and I've managed to to catch that rise and, yeah, being involved in female sport um, and, and the rise of that is is massive. So in, in cricket where uh, I guess we've been pretty fortunate that there's been a really solid, domestic competition in Australia for a long time. So um, the, the girls have been on, on decent money compared to other female sports. 
Um, and it's honestly been really encouraging to see other sports start to try and catch up now. So uh, the AFLW um, had a, a massive increase in all their player contracts. And obviously, yeah, all the, all the coverage the Women's World Cup is getting at the moment is huge packed stadiums, uh, and not just for Australian games, packed stadiums for, um, for non-Australian games as well is, is just unreal to see. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure the players will be pinching themselves a little bit. And um, I know we've, we've seen some of the, the older girls uh, in that Matilda's team and even some of the, the older girls uh, in our New South Wales team and Australian cricket teams as well that, you know, 10 or 15 years ago when they were starting their career, they might have been mum and dad in the crowd and maybe a couple of dogs. And now, um, yeah, packed. They'll have 80,000 there tonight. Uh, the Cricket World Cup uh, that we had on a couple of years ago and they filled the MCG with 86,000. Um, it's, yeah, it's unreal to sort of be at the forefront and, and see how much of an impact that really makes on, on all the girls and um, the high performance programs around it as well. Yeah. Well put, mate. Yeah, it's so good. Hey, moving on to the running front, you, uh, you, you touched on it earlier. You, you had the chance to go over and work with Mumbai Indians and, uh, at the time it was, you were heavy in the prep for Boston marathon. First, was that your first major, third marathon? Yeah, right? yeah, first first major, third marathon. Yep, bang on. And uh, yeah, you had a few. Uh, Brady was was mentioning you were you were very diligent in getting on the treadmill, but and and did you venture outside and do any training in India? Because we've like you got a few athletes over there, and we know of the challenges that face well doing running over there. But how did you find it? Yeah, so obviously it's just a bit challenging with with the air quality over in India. So um, I, I went over there for the the player option to start with for a week, um, sort of early February, and then came home for a week, and then was back over for the tournament for yeah the next sort of five weeks or so. So when I was over there for that first week initially, I think uh, it coincided with a bit of a down week, so it was nice, but. Um, I tried, tried running down the streets, um, I think about 5.30 one morning and it was, it was dark and I thought I'd try and get out before the hustle and bustle because it's you know, pretty impossible to, to run around the streets in, in India in, in any hour, let alone peak hour. There's cars and bikes and people everywhere. So I thought I'd do the right thing and try and get out early before anyone else did and sort of running through the dark. And I think I had a really easy half an hour, a really easy short run and in the last kilometre of that, there was a, a pack of stray dogs uh, hoeing into some rubbish on on the side of the road. And I was I was running down and they must have heard the loud footsteps. And all of a sudden I had five or six stray dogs nipping at my head. It was <laughs> what, what was an easy run turned into, yeah, a pretty big heart rate spike for <laughs> uh, the last K all out effort to try and outrun them. So yeah, after that, combined with the air quality, it was, yeah, on the on the treadmill for me, unfortunately, which um, it was, wasn't ideal, but I like to think it, it might've helped me make some uh, mental strength gains as well um, for, for the marathon distance. But yeah, unfortunately that's, that's sort of the, didn't have much of a choice really. That's, that's yeah. all I could do. And obviously Boston's a big one and I didn't want to go there and um, yeah, and run a pretty poor time. So I thought I'd give it my best shot with the tools I had and, uh, end up being pretty famous on the treadmill with with the hotel workers there by the end. They 
Yeah. I'd get in there on a, on a Sunday morning for a three-hour long run and oh. they'd think I was the craziest person in the world. <laughs> I don't blame them, to be honest. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just something hard to get done. No, I can relate to that. I've had some sketchy runs in Sri Lanka and in Colombo, like running. Yeah, and there's no footpath. It's, it's like it's all, all, uh, all bets are off. It's uh, <laughs> you just fighting the traffic and yeah, to yeah, to try and get through some of them. And I couldn't imagine. I've never prepped for a marathon in that that setting, so I couldn't imagine. I would have had to resort to the treadmill for sure. Moving into Boston, mate. Sort of tell us how all that all unfolded, sort of like the lead up to the race and a few days before and then in race day itself. How was it? Yeah, it was an unbelievable experience. And yeah, it was a, quite a hectic build. Um, I think I was, yeah, so I'd had six weeks in India up till uh, the end of March. Obviously, Boston's mid-April. So I think came home from India, champions, home for a week. And then um, I was back on the plane over to the US. So it was, yeah, pretty hectic. Um, yeah, eight weeks or so in the build-up. I was fortunate to go over to the US with my dad. So that was a nice little trip. Um, we, I think we travelled over 11 days before Boston. So we went all the way over to New York for a week. I thought uh, that'd be a smart thing to do, get used to the right time zone and and everything else and just try and take a week to to settle down after what was yeah, a pretty hectic few weeks. So um, a week in New York, just sort of chilling out, seeing some sights, uh, a few runs in, in Central Park, which was pretty cool. Um, and yeah, I think three, three or four days before Boston, we, we flew down um, and, and yeah, pretty much put the feet up. Didn't, didn't venture much out other than the expo on, on the Saturday, pick up the bib. And, and that was a really cool experience um sunday i think i had a 20 minute shake out and the rest of the day was spent in bed um didn't get out at all and um and yeah the the monday race so it was again pretty big build up but uh yeah try to sort of take that week before to to try and settle down a little bit and and mentally prepare for for a marathon uh race day yep uh so yeah, Boston is obviously quite quite a unique one where um, it's a, a point A to point B. You start sort of forty two k's out of out of the city and finish in the city. Um, and all all the races I've done, uh, which is, is only a handful, but they've all sort of kicked off quite early in the morning. And Boston's uh, a ten o'clock start, um, so I found that a bit difficult with the nutrition side of things. Uh, I, was, I think I would have been up around probably four o'clock in the morning, try and get something down and out of the hotel at about 5.30, um, Uber to the finish line for, for the bag drop and and get on the the big yellow school buses that that take, <laughs> take you out, uh, 45 minutes on the bus. And then I think we had two hours to kill before they sort of um, started getting you in your waves and, and walking to the start line. And uh, it was a bit drizzly. It was pretty cold. It wasn't the best conditions. And yeah. It was quite funny. I'd never seen so many people before getting ready to to run a marathon and <laughs> just seeing some people huddling for warmth, some people eating whatever they could, uh, <laughs> lines for portaloos, people running laps around a little probably 50-metre circle and mm. sort of um, like, like a pack and, and all huddled up and just watching everyone go around their prep was was so interesting, seeing so many people 
um, yeah, about to go through the same thing, but, but prepping so differently. Um, yeah, walked down to the start line and, and away we went. Um, obviously, Boston, there's, there's a few hills, um, quite a, a cruisy start. The first 5K is all, all downhill. So the challenge is, yeah, trying to um, be disciplined and patient and, and not send it down on those hills um, and sort of try and stay close to your marathon pace. And um, eventually, yeah, the race starts to break up and um, just an, an unreal experience. I, I can't believe how a whole city basically just stops like it's a, a, a public holiday but um the city stops and everyone comes out to support um there's you know people sort of two or three deep pretty much for the whole 42ks on both sides of the road and um obviously running with so many people as well is is a crazy experience and sort of looking ahead to sydney marathon which is my hometown yeah. um and their their bid to become a marathon major um i I can't imagine how Sydney's going to be able to match an atmosphere like Boston, um, just in the way that everyone gets around it. Um, obviously, I'd, I'd love it if, if Sydney get there, but, um, you know, everyone would be too worried about the Harbour Bridge being closed and all the roads closed, <laughs> whereas um, Boston, no one seemed to care. Everyone loved it and, and it was just a, a party atmosphere and an, an absolute day out. So, yeah, very special experience and, um, yeah, one, one I absolutely cherish. Yeah, you're spot on. I think it is exciting with with Sydney's bid and and like it's gonna take time. Like, you know, once it, it gets the the tick and it sounds like it's it's really heading in the right direction, it gets it. And uh that'll add another layer to it. You know, internationals will come over, more internationals will come over. And I think the city will start to embrace it. It takes time. Like, like how long's Boston been going for? How long's London been going for? 40 years London. Boston's been going since like bloody for ages and uh yeah, 120 odd years yeah i think it was 18 no like yeah 900 or something so it does it will take time but hopefully it does get to a point where i mean you look at city of surf over the weekend where there was eighty thousand, and yeah. that, that city would definitely embrace that so let's hope that becomes the new the new norm for uh for a major down the track which will be exciting for you and uh, in your hometown Mate, uh, over the weekend, you actually had a chance to go up to Sunshine Coast for a half marathon and mentioned in the intro, you had uh, a big day at the office, got a new PB in the half, uh, 118.43. Mate, the training you had leading into that, did you did it suggest you were, you were in PB shape? Um, yeah, I think so. I'm still relatively young in my running journey i like to say only yeah probably the last year and a half two years really sort of tucking into it so i'm still in that golden era where i think i've only done every distance twice so the 5k 10k half and and the mara i've done three times but it's still in that golden phase where every time you do one you sort of seem to pb just because the sheer volume of running and um that you've been able to do in that in that time so I'd only run one half, which was over over 12 months ago. Um, so I was quietly hoping I'd be in, in slightly better shape. Um, in saying that, I think the week before uh, Sunny Coast, I had a look at the time and the average pace and went, there is absolutely no way I was able to, able to do this a year ago. I'd be struggling <laughs> to do that now. But um, yeah, it wasn't the perfect day. It wasn't a 10 out of 10 execution race, but um 
I think part of that's good too, sort of knowing that there's still a bit of time out there. But yeah, definitely an, an encouraging sign moving forward to yeah, sort of take a minute off that time from from last year and slowly trying to work out how to run some some longer races. I think that's a challenge with the half and the marrow or any distance really. Um, but in trying to stay disciplined to a pace for you know the first half or the first three quarters of a race to be able to really feel good in that last quarter is uh, something I'm definitely still working on. So um, slowly, slowly getting there. We're inching towards there. I think Canberra, the first mara, I was having a look today in prep for this. I think I had a 10 minute positive split um, in the mara. Uh, the next one, sunny coast marathon last year, I think I had an eight minute positive split and Boston was uh, about a three and a half positive split. So we're, we're slowly getting there, yeah. slowly learning how to run. So I think, yeah, the more the more times I can get on a start line, the better there. But um, yeah, an encouraging day out on the weekend and nice to get up to some warmer weather too. But speaking of things that you've learned, you've been working with Brady for the best part of, you know, a bit over eight months now. What are some of the key things that you've learned from the great man? I mean, we're obviously in awe of him every time he passes his wisdom on to us, but what are the things that have stood out for you? Yeah, he's, he's obviously a, a legend of the running community and, um, yeah, definitely feel very privileged to, to have him taking care of my program. But um, the biggest thing for me was um, looking at the quality of running rather than the volume. So when I was making up my own program by myself, you know, I'd always be chasing, trying to get to 100K a week or trying to push that even further and um, not necessarily with any quality running. There would have been a lot of junk miles in there and, and not a lot of purpose. So I think the first one was sort of stripping that back and finding a happy happy medium of weekly mileage back to about 85, 90K and just understanding that um, consistency is king. So being able to to nail that for a you know, 12, 14, 16 week block heading in. And obviously there's a natural sort of um, progression up in those last couple of weeks, but um, yeah, that, that consistency and that mileage is king rather than chasing the big mileage for a week, but that's no good if the next week your, your legs are cactus and, and you can't hit any times for a workout or, or anything like that. So that's been a big one. And, and probably the other big one is, um, just structuring workouts and um, sort of dipping into that threshold sort of heart rate and sort of looking at um, the minimal cost to the body to get into that sort of threshold range. So obviously there's, you'll have different sessions and some will be, you know, more generous interval sessions and, and others aren't and are a bit more continuous, but I know before, um, before getting involved with Brady, I was sort of making things up on my own and I'll just go back to doing, eight by a K off a minute jog and I'd be absolutely flogging myself every K and, and then to put me out of action for the next two or three days. And, and I'd be sitting thinking, why, why am I getting any faster or fitter? But um, just, yeah, a bit of a reality check that, um, you know, you don't have to flog yourself every session that um, there's, there is purpose to the way certain workouts are designed and whether you, you need to be hitting a half marathon effort or, or a 10 K effort, um, with you know a 60 second recovery 90 second recovery there's all there's all purpose to that um, and there's purpose to hitting those efforts rather than just trying to flog yourself every rep so yeah those those have been the two biggest ones from Brady and 
and yeah, they've been game changers for me. Hey mate, uh, with your with the ladies that you uh, you look after in the cricketing world, are they uh, you starting to get hit up for a few running tips? And are they are we starting to see in pre season a few uh, fart leg and thresholds being thrown into the mix from uh, maybe your instructions to, the, to some of the, the trainers there? Yeah, I've got to be careful with our S and C. He <laughs> definitely puts them through some some pretty brutal running uh, sessions. Uh, to be honest, like I I look at some of the stuff they're doing and. I think there's there's no way I'd be able to hit five by five minutes at ninety percent max heart rate like that yeah. just sounds awful. <laughs> and no, no wonder the girls hate running. But yeah. um, no, our obviously the two k time trial is a big one in in any oh, yeah. sort of high performance sport. So I've, I've had a couple of pacing jobs over <laughs> over the last year or two, and uh, it's nice. always a bit of a, a bit of a contest to see who can grab me for the pacing. So. <laughs> Sometimes that's for the quickest girl and sometimes it's, you know, for a middle of the pack or a slower one, but I'm yeah, happy, happy to do a job and try and get them to, to their own PB. And I think that's a nice little level or two that, um, you know, it's all, it's all relative. So whether I'm running a, a five minute K or a four minute K or whatever that looks like that, you know, that's someone working at their absolute best and being able to help them over the line and, um, that being such a massive achievement for them. Obviously, the 2K is one of the, the fitness tests that's looked at with a bit of dread rather than a bench pull or, or some of the other ones. The 2K has always got that bit of stigma around it. So being able to, to, to help them hit their time is, is awesome. They're in, uh, they're in good hands having your, uh, your support. Chris, so um, I reckon it's time. I don't know, Benji, if you've, you've heard our quick question before but we're about to put you under the uh the spotlight yeah i've i did a bit of research so i'm, I'm <laughs> ready, ready to go. fire fire them at me all right usually we, we try and cater them a little bit to who we've got on each week and benji rest assured there has been some modifying being done for your good self mate so normally we'd open up for a, with um your, your favorite watch but we're going to shift that to second because mate i want to know what's your favorite social media platform yeah, that's that's a good one. Spent too much time on all of them, to be honest. Um, I do have a I do have a TikTok account, um, Benji Runs. I'll give that a plug. Um, and I probably spend way too much time on that. I I like to have the excuse that uh, the screen time on there is because I'm I'm on there for so long editing videos and making videos <laughs> rather than being up at one a.m. in the morning just scrolling. Um, but yeah, if you if you looked at my screen time that tiktok would would definitely be the one we so, did um, cross it mate we're very uh we're very pumped to see it a bit of a tiktok sensation the, the <laughs> sunny coast half at fifteen thousand uh views at the moment absolutely gone bananas yeah that, that's that's been a good one that one i need to run more races they they that's quite good content the races i reckon you need to get brady in one of them to try and really spike the algorithm yeah and, i don't um, know if brady's brady's too old to know what tiktok is anyway uh, I need I need to get him um, to get me involved with the Lululemon connection. I reckon that would be a nice one. <laughs> yeah. Mate, you might yeah. break the internet if um, if that happens. Um, Ed, you're a big deal on TikTok. There's a bit over four and a half thousand people following your content over there. So um, certainly traveling along very well. And I think if you can get the the great man on there, maybe a bit of a coach and athlete. Lululemon special. Um, <laughs> oh, they might have to back the servers up that day. Crumbs, <laughs> she'll, um, she'll go into meltdown. <laughs> Mate, the watch, what are we rolling on the wrist? What's getting the job done? Uh, I've 
got got the garment at the moment, so the mm-hmm. a forerunner two four five uh, is is what I'm rolling with. No. Um, probably probably due an upgrade. I've I've um I've lost a little the watch band that that uh, holds it together, so I've got it. Uh, sort of, yeah. Just yeah, flicking around on, on the me, wrist yeah. at the moment. So I think probably, I had a lack of band for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seems to work. Yeah, so um, I'm probably doing an upgrade, but but always a Garmin man I've been. No, good job. Um, hair tie, also suitable replacement. Mm, or if you're desperate, ties. desperate and lazy, a uh, cable tie can also come in handy, but oh, okay. um, we'll cut will eventually cut through on the watch band, and then you've got to replace the the keeper and the watch band. So um Yep, first-hand pro tips right there. So, yeah. yeah, sadly, <laughs> <Life> yes. <laughs> Life hacks. Yeah. Um, phone. What's our go-to, mate? What are we? What are we flipping? Um, I'm an iPhone man, so I've got mm. the uh, the 13, I think, at the moment. So that was a little um, self Christmas present when when my last one died. I I tend to stick by my phones for a while. I I don't tend to sort of chop and change to the latest one. I, I give them a good run for a few years until they're pretty much unusable and then and then get the upgrade. So this was almost a business expense with the TikTok, the, yeah. um, the nicer say, camera. Yeah. So, you know, whatever way you've got to justify it to yourself. And yeah. It sounds good to me. No, that's yeah. right. We're editing the content on the phone as well. Yeah, yeah, it's mm. um, not a not a high tech process for me <laughs> at the moment. So um, just just on the phone. Oh, that's clearly a business expense. So no, that's straight through to the tax man with that one. Yeah, mate, marathons. You've run a few few of them now. Favorite gel? What are we sampling? Oh yeah, so on on race day, I'm definitely a Morton man. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's definitely the best one I've come across. Caffeinated? Um, yeah, a bit of both. So I'll go, um, yeah. Oh, still got me there? Yeah, you're still here. All right. Um, yeah, two, probably two caffeinated on the day and, and a few non-caffeinated. Uh, but I will plug um, Coda Gels. They're an Aussie brand. Um, and they are by far the best flavoured gels that, that I've had. So I've kind of made my way through as a, beginner runner on on the winners from Coles and Woolies and sort yeah. of went, went into the goose from there and um Coda's been been a big a big favorite for me and I don't see him plugged around too often so mango passion is is my favorite Ooh, Coda girl. Really good. yeah um, yeah, yeah it's, it goes down nicely but yeah definitely Morton on a race day for me uh, we've all sucked down a winner's gel at some point in life mate. <laughs> sorry about that I've done four or five marathons on some of them. I did Melbourne yeah. off winners. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is all pre Morton. Like, yeah. yeah. Once I get, I, I got the good stuff and I ran shit. So yeah. <laughs> I'm blaming the gels. I'm back. blaming the Morton. Go back. <laughs> go, go back on the winners. Yeah. Now, Benji, favorite hat? Favorite hat? Mm. Uh, uh, favorite running hat have to be fractal, fractal running. Um, mm. Lucky enough to be an ambassador as well. So <laughs> funny give, that. Given a plug. Funny you just here, put that one straight outside <laughs> off. That's a half volley outside off. Stop yeah, that's, for, uh, that's mate, that was a that was a loosener, just thrown very <laughs> wide, um, ready to Lead be smashed. So tell us a bit more about the fractal deal, mate. Um, what can we get from the good people at Fractal? Yeah, so they're they're a nice up and coming Aussie brand as well. Um, they're they're very heavy um, into the trail scene, I think, the trail running scene. 
Um, but yeah, they've they've got a wide variety of 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 running hats to to suit everyone and coming out with with a, a casual range pretty shortly too. So keep keep your eyes peeled for that. But yeah, I've got a nice little rotation at the moment to try and um, suit whatever whatever um, kit I've got on for the run. But um, yeah, they've 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 never failed me. They've been good ones for all weather, and yeah, I really enjoy wearing them. You got a favourite in the collection at the moment? Um, just the the classic. Uh, I've just got a classic black one with fractal in big block white writing across the top. So a pretty, pretty simple man with my colors. So little black and white seems to sort of go with everything on, on the race kit um, and, and gives a good plug as well with, with the, the brand name, nice and nice and big across the front. So that'd be the one to go with. So um, he's got the four and a half thousand followers. Hey, I've seen it as a bucket hat floating around. Maybe we need to get you involved with some sort of crossover cricket range, maybe a Terry Towling uh, fractal hat or uh, yeah, Greg Chapel style hat. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get on, I'll get on to that. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that, that, that could be the next series, I think. <laughs> Might be a pretty niche market, but <laughs> you never know. You never Just know. Three people ask for it. <laughs> Look, I know if you come out with a tele- Terry Towling version, I know Mattress would be pretty keen. Like, yeah, but, loves oh, his te- Terry Towling kit. I think that's shorts, not hats. <laughs> yeah, no, but hey, sh- Terry Towling hat will go with the shorts. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, next on the list. Next, next on the list, Fractal um, trademark. That could be worth a lot of money. <laughs> Favorite session? Brady's obviously given you a lot over the last few months, but is there anything that stands out that you absolutely love seeing pop up on the program? Yeah, I think the favorite one for me is probably um, a K under marathon pace and then a K float. Um, so mm. again, before um, being involved with, with Brady and Run to PB, I'd never really heard of the concept of a float. Um, and I remember looking at this session the first time I did it, I think it was um six reps so a, a 12 12k total with with 1k just under marapace and, and 1k float and thinking there's no way i'd be able to get it done the float absolutely scared me but um once once i did the session i, I just remember feeling how how good it felt um i, I struggle with the the interval sessions that um there where there's a lot of reps so if you're doing sort of 15 two-minute reps or something like that it's i find it hard mentally to sort of keep getting up and going for it whereas the the k under and then a k float it it feels continuous enough that it just feels like you're running and and finding some um some nice zones to run in and some nice paces rather than sort of hitting, hitting a strong pace and then jogging for a bit and then having to find that again i find my body really enjoys that sort of continuous um, up and down so that's been a favorite session for me for sure i like that one good bit of volume in that too yeah it's good i think i've got a nine nine repper coming up in, in oh. a week or two so <laughs> I'll, I'll have to say i enjoy it now i've just said it's my favorite <laughs> session so. uh, that's all right we'll, we'll pass that on to brady <laughs> running alone or um, with a friend or group mate what do you prefer um i'll, I'll probably do 95 percent of my running alone um which makes me really appreciate when I am running with someone. Um, it's, it's always just hard with, with work schedules and, and things. Um, we're sort of traveling all over the place for games. And, um, you know, sometimes you have pretty big work days working in sport and 
it's hard. You don't want to leave someone hanging saying you're going to be able to get out there for a run with them and, and have to bail every time. But um, I do, I do like the alone time. I do like uh, sort of the, the serenity of it. And particularly as an analyst, I, you know, spend a lot of the day sitting down behind the laptop, whacking away. So I really do enjoy just getting out, um, getting outside and having a bit of alone time. But yeah, in saying that, when when I do have the opportunity to to run with someone or, or a group, I I really do love that too. Are you half tights or shorts? Um, I don't own any half tights, so I'm gonna have to say the shorts. Um, well, being up in Sydney, I suppose you're not really looking for those sort of half tights to keep warm in the middle of winter. Yeah, it doesn't get as as cold as some other parts of Australia, that's for sure. So and cricket, you're kind of following the summer around. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Or yeah, definitely no half tights in India. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. That's for sure. But I have have yeah heard a few people getting around the half tights, so I might might have to look at investing next next winter potentially. Mm, pair of Lululemon half tights, maybe. <laughs> yeah, got twelve months to work on the deal with Brady, so <laughs> maybe we'll get there next winter. <laughs> Um, you're running socks, mate. What do we, what do we ref? What did we ref on race day at sunny coast? Um, I'll just go the, the standard Nike, um, dry fit. I think they are. Um, I find that, yeah, they're, I've got holes in most of them. <laughs> I don't do enough running with them, but I've, I've sampled a few. Um, yeah, I've had a go at some ASIC socks and they didn't quite agree with me. Lots of blisters, but yeah, these, these Nike, dry fits i'm gonna call them that could be completely wrong but they they seem to have enough comfort and and get the job done so that's what i roll with on race day and the socks they're sort of matching the rest of the attire in that you like to be sort of nice sort of um understated colors so like the socks are sort of a white or a black as well yeah yeah gotta gotta match the the socks with the shoes so Mm -hmm. white shoes (laughs) white socks and yeah, the, the lighter colours, we can roll with the white and, and anything black or a bit darker, we, we go with the black socks. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Speaking of shoes, mate, what are we rolling? What are we wearing on the easy days and what's our go-to for race day? Yep, um, easy days. I think my favourite daily trainer was probably going to be on Cloud Monster. I've, oh, I've, Zaka. Probably... How good. Yeah, he's on the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've put it, put a lot of k's into them over over the treadmills and, and on the road as well and I, I love putting them on that's that's an easy one um the super blasts have sort of taken over the world a little bit and um i've got, got them on for every <laughs> you must have been tapped in the conversation before <laughs> <laughs> this is word for word this is nearly what Zach said earlier um and race day well, sunny, sunny Coast Half on the weekend was the first time I haven't raced in the Alpha Fly once. Um, they they were the staple for a while, and I just got myself a new pair of the the Saucony Endorphin Elites. So mm. gave gave them a go on the weekend, and I thought if if I loved them, they could be the the next marathon shoe. Um, I liked them, but I don't know if I loved them. So we might go looking <laughs> for the Vaporfly Threes might be the next one of choice, but. Might be tough to get a, my hands on a pair of them. We'll wait and see. Have you tried a pair of Alphas, like the Alpha version twos yet? Uh, I'm just stuck on the Alpha ones. I think yeah. the second pair of the ones I got were, I think it was yeah, a week or so before the, 
the twos came out. So I wasn't quite with the program there, but um, yeah, people say they prefer the ones anyway, and I, I love my ones. So yeah, yeah. See, I I reckon that well, not that I wore the ones, but um, the twos. So Julian Spence, who runs the running company down at Geelong, runs a bit, but um, yeah, he's a big fan of the twos. So the, far better shoe mate so if you've got a got a spare 370 dollars i reckon um, <laughs> invest invest in a pair of alpha twos but um no look you've got you can't go wrong with um you know, the Saucony um endorphin series so the endorphin elite's another great shoe so no it's a great really good choice that one morning or evening runs you mentioned before like it's the running with you with your workload you probably do a few evenings just to go and clear a bit of stress but um do you have a preference morning mornings or out yeah I'm, i would love more than nothing else to become a morning runner but <laughs> i haven't quite got there yet so most most of my runs are in the arvo or, or early evening at the moment um, is I'm that music to my ears mate <laughs> definitely on the same page is that more the workload or is that more probably being at 1am on tiktok <laughs> uh, yeah probably a bit of both probably a bit of both to be honest um no i just when i do get up early i love it but i just can't get myself out of bed sometimes so i've i've said when um when daylight saving rolls around and it's a bit warmer that might be a bit easier to to commit to the morning run but some some days you've got to get it done in the morning and and i do it when i have to but otherwise at the moment it's a, a nice little post work um, got a nice little loop around work so nice nice little afternoon jog oh, very good if you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life what would it be mate oh that's that's a good one it oh this, this is a tough one because what so it, you're having it every night for the rest of your life mate every breakfast every lunch every dinner that is it all right well if we're running it's probably got to be something carby so <laughs> um, and and something I could get down every day is, is definitely a spaghetti bolognese. Mm-hmm. Can't, can't go wrong. That's come up a few times, Chris. It has. It's definitely a favourite of the community. Are you making this yourself, mate? Yeah, a, a little bit. There's um no no secret ingredients in in what I do. No. <laughs> um, if that's something we're having for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the rest of my life, I, yeah. I, I could handle that. So that's what we'll go with. That's you rolled out a TikTok making yourself a, a spaghetti yet? <laughs> uh, I haven't ventured into the cooking scene yet. I'm, I'm a big fan of um Christian Petrarca. If you, oh yeah, yeah, AFL, yeah. he's he's big on on the cooking on on TikTok. So I've tried yeah. a few of his recipes. They're they're mm. quite good, but no, I haven't ventured myself yet. What about like a non-running? So if it, running was it really going to be taken into account? What would you go with? Uh for food. Yeah. Um. Oh, I. When I when I do go out for dinner, my my go to at the moment is a steak sandwich, steak sanger and Ooh, chips. Yeah, so, I like this. Yeah, that that'd be the go to. I haven't brought that into into the home kitchen very often, but um, I find I'm out way too often every every week at the moment anyway. So it's it's getting a good workout. The steak sanger and chips. That's right. Get a few over in Mumbai. <laughs> Finally, not no. Um, <laughs> They did have a little bit of Western on the, the hotel room service menu, um, yeah. but no no steak sanger, unfortunately. Favourite cut of steak, mate? What, what's your... Like, do you cook steak much? Like, oh, I'm interested in this because I reckon they've all got slightly different flavour. So, yeah. yeah. Um, 
I don't mind a bit of ribeye. I, I mm. don't don't have it very often, but no, it's um, freaking expensive. Yeah. <laughs> so when when I do get the chance, I I definitely definitely do enjoy a bit of ribeye. That is a ribeye. Go to medium rare. Oh yeah, nice. See, I like porterhouse. Yeah, nice. It's not the most expensive, but I just reckon it's got the best flavor. Yeah, it's just a. New York style, like nice thick yeah, cut. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, no, underrated. Good, good cut, mm. good price. I reckon reckon you're onto something there. Pound for pound, I reckon it's the go-to. Uh, like Scotch fillet used to be the favourite because it's a bit of volume and it, it's, you know, nice marbly bit, but um, porterhouse, I just reckon it's got a bit, I know, a bit of a saltier taste. Which I really going here, mate. You've got Mm, yeah. ready to go cook a snake those, those that have tuned in for cooking chat uh, hopefully hopefully <laughs> you're enjoying the show um no thanks for that that was good mate favorite aussie runner who is it do you oh, have one there's, yeah there's there's plenty rolling around at the moment uh, it's a pretty exciting time for australian running i reckon um or I'll, I'll rattle off a few i don't think i could name one so the the 1500 Guys and girls rolling around at the moment. So yeah, mm. Ollie Horse, Drew McSwain, um, Jess Hull, um, the Abby they're, Caldwell. They're, yeah, Abby Caldwell. They're all they're all top tier. Um, so the the female marathoners at the moment just all seem like absolutely ripping human beings. Uh, yeah, your Jess Stenson's, your Sinead's, um, they're yeah at, at the top of their game, and they all seem incredible people as well. Um, so yeah, they, I think I've run off a few there, so you can hard to narrow it down. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's all right. Hey, two more, two more, mate, before we let you go, uh, favorite cricket player of all time and why? Oh, that's <laughs> potentially controversial, but when, <laughs> when I was growing up, Michael Clark was always my, oh. my favorite. Um, oh. so it was a bit of a, a bit of a rocky journey with him over the years. So it's, <laughs> Um, he was in the media for, for not, <laughs> not the best reasons in in quite yeah. a few quite a few occasions, but sort of yeah rose with him with with the the Aussie captaincy and yeah I like to think I, I stuck by him during the tough times so um, he was definitely the the favourite growing up. Um, other than that, probably uh, I was a keeper batter when I played, so Adam Gilchrist was always the oh. the one I, I wanted to try and emulate, and I didn't quite get there, so. I had to get into sport um, being an analyst instead of a player, but um, he, he was always on the walls when I was growing up as well. Yeah, hey, Benji, awesome. have you had a chance in your, in your travels to meet any of your cricketing idols? Um, I, was, I was pretty fortunate that when, when I started working at Cricket South Wales, I worked across the men's and the women's program. Uh, so the men's, when, when I was there, all the um, Australian tours had been cancelled because it was peak COVID era. So... You know, we had Cummins, Stark, Lyon, Hazelwood, Warner, Smith, all playing for us in New South Wales. And yeah, def- definitely a few pinch me moments sitting there in, in the dressing room and, and the dugouts with them. And yeah, that, yeah. that was pretty cool. No sandpaper, mate. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Yeah, move move along. <laughs> we might have to edit that out. So, mate. <laughs> um, mate. Obviously, look, being around, they're amazing athletes. I think um, for mine, Elise Perry is one of the um, best athletes on the planet. Being able to represent the country in you know, both soccer and cricket is pretty impressive. I know it's just sort of dialed the soccer back now. It's mainly um, 
mainly the running, or sorry, mainly the cricket. But is there any of the the girls that you sort of think you could they could convert to sort of decent athletes, like in terms of running, like any future marathoners there at the sixes or the thunder that you think might be worth investing a bit of time in? Yeah, there's there's a few good runners. Um, Phoebe Litchfield plays for the for the Thunder, um, but mm-hmm. she's just made an Australian debut in, in all three formats over the last few months, and and she's an elite runner. Um, she yeah, she'll get sort of close to the seven thirties for a for a two k, which is oh. is well elite for for the cricket landscape. Um, so she's had a big hockey background as as well as cricket. So yeah, plenty plenty of running for her and. Um, yeah, still yet to go go for a run with Phoebe's, but I reckon she'd be a prime candidate if um, you know if something went wrong in in the cricket world, then she'd she'd be a big one to to switch into the running world. And loves a little ten k trot now. She's got up to the ten k, so just have to keep extending that a bit further, and maybe one day we'll get get to the marathon. So it can play too. One of for those that are into their women's cricket Phoebe is one of the most exciting young players on the Australian team at the moment really I think she made a yeah you're quite right in that she did debut for the Australian team over in the UK made 100 against Ireland too um, opening the batting so yeah she's a gun love yeah, watching her play something tells me she might be playing cricket for yeah it's just so yeah, yeah, hard to right? <laughs> probably park the running a little bit yeah Mate, it's been uh, it's been fantastic hearing from you and your journey, and and obviously yeah, delving into a bit more about uh, you know, what you're doing outside of running, but also yeah, how you've been able to to basically come from a COVID runner into uh, someone who's out there running some serious time. So thanks for your thanks for your time, mate. Thanks for jumping on. Do you want to give us a couple of give yourself some plugs on your socials, your your TikTok and your Strava, so people can follow along the journey. Yeah, I've probably plugged everything else <laughs> in our time so far. So uh, ben, Benji Hoppet is the Strava and um, yeah, Benji.runs on, on the TikTok if you want to come follow the journey. Love it, mate. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll catch up soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Loved it. Thanks, hey, Benji. Mate. mate, that was cool chatting to Benji. Very, uh, mate, how about his rise to running? We were just talking... Just looking at his Strava and like, you know, he, he's really just getting into it. And there's, you know, obviously had some breaks with with work and commitment. So yeah, it's uh, the sky's the limit with Benji. Mate, I think that's unreal. Like Benji's a young, I say young man. He's 24, which mm. makes me feel really old. Yeah. But, um, just as someone who you know, very mature, speaks really well, hasn't been running for a super long time. It'd be really cool. He's just got so much scope for improvement as he gets older and he's able to, put more and more months together. Um, he's got the Sydney Marathon coming up too. So mm. that's not that far away. Looking forward to I mean, if he can take another little bit out of his PB. But um, yeah, I just admire the way that he's able to do it, particularly with his workload over the summer months, um, you know, helping out with, well, not helping out, but working with the with all the women's cricketers. I mean, yeah, he's doing a great job. And like we touched on, mate, he was... Uh, he was one of a number of our run to PB athletes up on the sunny coast. We, we had our, our uh, social media post go out on the, on the Monday. It was full of results from sunshine coast. It was two forces. It was what, 10 of them, 10, 11 athletes over there, mm-hmm. up there, sunshine coast, city to surf. There was oh, eight athletes. We had 
some results, uh, park run down in the trails, peaks and trails, uh, 50K. It was just, there was a lot going on on the weekend. So you can jump onto the socials and check that out. But there was one result that that came across our desk that we were pretty excited to see, who is a, mm-hmm. uh, a listener of ours. We got a, a very lovely email um, a little while ago um, saying that she does enjoy the podcast. And over from the US, Elena Sols debuted in her park run. So ran 22.58 and uh, yeah, very cool running it in Seattle, I believe. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, in Renton, USA. So <laughs> I think park run must be slowly taking taking shape in the US. You don't see, don't hear or see a lot of it, but yeah, very cool that uh, Lane's got a chance to to jump toe the line and uh, jump in a five k. No, it's brilliant. No, I mean park run's such a great event, very inclusive, and it's the gateway I think for a lot of runners who mm. are just sort of starting out on their running journey. Um, it's their introduction to fun runs, and yeah, it's really cool to see Elena's getting the chance to do that. And um, yeah, it's sort of got around in a pretty snappy time too. I might yeah. add, sort of sub twenty three, hitting it twenty two fifty eight. So. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting if she's got the bug now and um, she continues to go back to park run and um, give that one another another shot because I suppose it's starting to head in some of the cooler months of the year over in the US now. So um, peak PB time. So, yeah, yeah. watch this space for Elena. For sure. No, congratulations to, to all the team runs PB athletes who, uh, who got out over the weekend. Hey, mate, before we, before we jet off, been a, mm-hmm. It's been a big episode. There was um, something I wanted to bring to your attention. It was on uh, Canadian Running News, the source of all good running news. It is. It's it's probably the highest quality publication on the internet yeah. too. Oh, absolutely, big fans of it. And uh, one of the one of the headlines that came across my desk was, uh, and I thought of you straight away when I uh, when I saw this. Was the headline was neighbors outraged about women's early, women's early morning runs, and then in the uh, the subheading is her five a.m. route takes her past equipped homes equipped with motion sensors, triggering lights, and barking of agitated dogs, which has been interrupting her neighbors' sleep. Caused a uh, bit of a meltdown because uh, a few people might have jumped on a, a Facebook group and uh, called her out on uh, on getting out and running in the morning, causing absolute chaos uh, by running. I don't, I don't know how loud you can be when you're um, out there at five a.m., but uh, seems like the the lights going off, the dogs uh, firing up. Is, is causing causing mayhem over in where was it actually um yeah somewhere in canada it was uh yeah caused carnage mate your thoughts um yeah there's a lot a lot of people like to be triggered by things <laughs> um you know it's just yeah the outrage of um some people and mind you that these people are overseas and immigrants with this sign they should be getting out there and you know go for a run experience it mm-hmm. I mean, if you're up and about I mean, yeah it just it saddens me i mean i'm really lucky that the people in kyle we run on the road and not on the footpath so we're not quite close there is one place 
Um, there's normally where we do strides where we trigger their sensor lights and we go past, um, but haven't had any complaints. And um, for the most part, we don't hear too many dogs. There is, there is, there is someone in Kyala that's got a rooster. Um, <laughs> which we, it, we don't wake it up, but normally around six o'clock, you can hear it going absolutely off its head. And how I have seen you start your reps you wait for the rooster to uh yeah well that's made it went six o'clock bang right on the on the gun this rooster is absolutely going for it and to, like i'm part of the koala residence page just to keep an eye oh, on yeah. things i'm um, yeah. making sure that i don't feature you run the admin on there no no but um very quick just to um, make sure that i haven't triggered any of the local car drivers um <laughs> by running on the road or or anything like that, but no one's complained about this rooster. So if no one's given the rooster a hard time, then like this thing is loud. It is loud. Um, yeah, I just get a life, people. Why? Mm. The poor lady's just out trying to get fit. It's probably the only time she can get out there. And you're hitting her up with suggestions like go change her out. Like, well, why? Why should she's not doing anything to hurt anyone? Go and get a gym membership so you can run on a treadmill. Fuck that. Why? Why are you doing yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Gym membership to go and run on a treadmill. Run outside. She's probably training for a marathon or something. Needs to run outside. But, you know, good on this lady. I think mean, she's... She bit on. back and uh, it was... Have you used Reddit before, Chris? Uh, I haven't used it. May have trolled the comments at some point <laughs> um, just to sort of see what it was about on certain topics. But, no, I don't think... There's... Something similar with my socials that if I continually see someone or something that triggers me in terms of, oh my God, what are you doing, you moron? It's something, it then becomes something that I put on like a 30 day block list. And then if I don't miss it and then it pops up again, I'm like, oh shit, it's back. So it either gets another 30 day block or it's, um, it's just deleted as a friend or um, just, yeah, it's gone. So um, like Reddit, not for me. It makes me angry. Um, it's it's a, just a safe haven for trolls, really, to be honest. Yeah, because, because this this actually, the lady, so how it happened is the people in the neighbourhood app, which is you know, in the US or wherever this is based, or in Canada, sorry, uh, they have a group chat going or whatever, and someone had posted about it in the neighbourhood, and then she, she actually jumped onto Reddit and was under the thread of um, it's a... <laughs> <laughs> it's called uh I, <laughs> am i the asshole yeah and that <laughs> is the, the thread and uh it's basically yeah a place where you actually put it out there and just see if the the judge and the jury say that you are and in this case uh the, the people judge that she wasn't and they're saying no you're not the a-hole and uh because she had actually said basically hey i i don't have an option here i have limited access to a car i don't want to run on a treadmill i you know these people are piling in because basically she put post up and everyone just said well hang on why don't you bloody run you know running around the trail or you know why don't you go drive your car there and she was able to kick back and say well no i'm not going to go get a gym membership and run on a treadmill I'm not interested in doing that i want to run at my time and i've got other stuff to do and she was able to, you know, basically hit back and then and then then uh, doubled down and said, "Well, how about you get better blinds, mm. train your dogs?" Uh, you know, one of them said, "Well, look, if you're, you know, she doesn't complain about the sprinklers going off while she runs by because they haven't set mm -hmm. up the sprinklers at the right time." So, 
Yeah, I like uh, I like the way she 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 fought back here. Oh, I mean, if if you should be, you know, you should be ecstatic if you get you should yeah. be ecstatic if you get woken up at that time. It's the best time of the day. Get out and experience the sunrise. It's great. You don't have to go and run. I mean, that's optional. But yeah, like get up and do something. I just yeah. yeah. Um, it's set me dog, get up and take your dog for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it uh, A I T A is the uh acronym, am I the uh, a hole? And uh, sent me down a rabbit hole just looking at a couple of the other topics that came up. And, and oh, one of them, funny enough for you, mate, was uh, A I T A for telling a bank employee to stop being lazy. So, um, yeah, let's, let's not let's not open that can of worms, mate. There was one why there, was... <laughs> <laughs> this is why I don't use Reddit. Because, yeah. like, if me having a bad day and just, yeah, like, I only have so much. I'm, I'm tired. I get up early. I've probably used all my peopling skills probably by 11 o'clock. <laughs> let's be honest. I'm probably not at my best self in the afternoon. So I have to stay calm. So, um, yeah, probably Reddit in the evening for me is something I should steer clear of. But I mean, Reddit for mine, and it's a bit like the comments section of Twitter, Facebook, oh, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, all of those sorts of things. If you can log on to some sort of social media and you don't have to use your real name, mm. what, what you say doesn't count. Yeah. Like if you're not, if you don't have enough courage to use your real name when you post a comment, get in the bin. Don't, don't hide behind your, your keyboard and, and troll people or say nasty things. It's just not on. You got but, any uh, running uh, AITAs, mate? Um, there's, like, there's probably like you could do that for like AITA for half stepping my training partner the whole way. Yeah, um, yeah, that's 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 harsh. Like you shouldn't do that to someone. Or um, having a crack at them for not having matching socks. Yeah, having a crack at them for matching socks or um, telling them that they run too slow. Like that's mm. that's not on. Um, track etiquette is a big one track etiquette like not not spitting spitting's a big yeah. no that's no just don't um, what about this one mate when um when you don't get the nod all the way that that I, i've probably mm. a few times but it happens a lot around uh i mean i'm, I'm not gonna say the tan because the, i don't expect 150 people to nod and wave but um when you're out on your own in a, in an area where yeah, it's just you you and the elements and another runner and yeah you, you should you should really acknowledge the other runner when you, you should absolutely I just... and and the other thing that gets me going is uh happens a lot the Arab Boulevard is you narrow a couple of narrow sections there where you're actually up on a, on a ledge you'll notice it at Burnley when you run the half mate where you end up there's two paths and you end up on this top section which is a bit narrow and if you yeah yeah keep your wits about you because if there's a group of four or five people they won't move they're walking and mm. you can see them 100 meters away and you're like yeah okay i'm solo they're head down and i'll make a conscious effort to go on to the on the nature strip or away from it and to not get any like i'm not expecting bloody you know a, a high five or a round of applause but just a small acknowledgement that you've actually made the effort to step aside mm -hmm. uh, yeah i've run with a few people who 
will go out of their way as they run past and say, oh, thanks, no worries. Or, <laughs> just, to, just to rub it in. But it's people in their own world, you know, they're, they're on their phone, they're looking down, they're not interested. Uh, yeah. So that's some of the, um, yeah, that, that gets me the, the not, not, no acknowledgement of people. Like I get sometimes it can be um, uncomfortable for people. They don't want to make eye contact or, you know, or keep their head down, but that's fine. But a couple of instances where you've made a, made an effort. It's like, well, this sort of entitled behavior. It's like, well, you move because I'm, I'm out here walking and you're running and you're, you should move for me sort of thing. Now, right yeah. Away. No, I mate, I agree. I just um, I like the fact if if you both make an effort to move, you know, and you do the dance, it's like, oh, you go, you go. Like that, at least you can sort of like I'm not you know, not advocating that people should move on my behalf. I think it should be a mutual mutual move that you're both ready to step aside for each other. It's all about the intent, isn't it? Yeah. It's not always the execution. We forgive people for, you know. Sometimes you just get mixed up or the dog might just run across the path mm. and get in the way. Hey, well, it happens. Yeah, it happens. But yeah, it's the intent. When um, it just, yeah, I don't know. It, mid-session, you know, when you, even it happens mid-session and someone's dog kind of like gets in your way and you're like, you you avoid it and you're like, you know, you, you can, and you might smile and they won't give you anything. And it's like, hang no. on, I've just nearly done an eight, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I've nearly I'm tripped over and broken my leg. Yeah. That's all right, I'll keep going here. Like, you know, it's just, it's just carry on, game on. What about when they chase you or bite you and go, oh, sorry, he's just being friendly. Oh, bless him. Yeah, a lovely yeah. dog. Like, I have to go, I'm bleeding. So, yeah. Mm. What about uh, post race? Uh, uh, AITA, uh, uh, it's, it can be a tactful time if you know someone's, you've had a good day, maybe, and you, you know, someone else may not have, like framing the question or having that conversation, because you can really come off as an a hole if you just come in off the top rope. Oh, I had a blinder, ran a PB, and that person's had a, had a rough day, and you just, I think being humble in that respect, mm. maybe focus more than yourself. There's one type of, and this, I want to lead off by saying nearly everyone in the running community is an outstanding person. <laughs> this isn't having a go at anyone in particular, but there is a certain type of person that will occasionally do this and it pisses me off no end. It's the sort of person they will just ask you, hey, how'd your run go? Mm. And they don't actually listen to a single word you've said. <laughs> All they want you to do is shut up yeah. so that they can tell you about how well they did. <laughs> they have, they literally, from the moment you open your mouth to say, hey, it wasn't my day. Yeah. Or my day. ran a PB. <laughs> ran a PB, was so good, had the greatest fun of my life. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's good. Hey, you'll never guess how I did. You're like, <laughs> I had if you know, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> if you know that up. person, Chris, I think next time just got to roll out. Like, mm. yeah, around a world record. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I, I won. You'll never yeah. guess. I actually won today. Uh, like, no and way. And 27 minutes of 10k. I was like, 27.10 It's these new alpha fights. I've got, <laughs> mate, the pink ones, you've got to try them. Geez, they're fast. <laughs> And no, just it wouldn't have mattered. Like you could have seen Jesus himself 
literally he's come back again out on course and he's just he's one by 30 seconds but <laughs> no this person yeah all they want to do is just tell you about um their race which hey good on them that's cool but yeah. um it's it's the it's the it's the lead question um yeah. it's it's a pain just point. it up mate putting it uh just just outside 50 so you can uh help them slam yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh mate um, on that note before we uh start vilifying anyone individually we better uh better wrap it up been a big show it has been a big show um special thanks to benji again because he's an absolute champion um loves his spaghetti bolognese and a steak sandwich so i've got spag bowl in the fridge which no one cared or asked for but um i'm really excited and actually i'm looking forward to tea tomorrow night already I thought we're going to get stuck into it now. Or, or no. To the end of the, uh, the football. No, it's 10 past nine. I do not need another big bowl of carbs before I go to bed tonight. All right, mate. Yeah. In, uh, enjoy the, the training week and uh, we'll be back next week with a new guest and uh, more running chat. No, looking forward to it. Thanks, Zaka. Thanks, mate. 